Hello, Eve Zumanold, and welcome back to another special episode of Gateway to the Anniverse, where I'm still here in England and in person with Will, so we can chat a bit more about parts of Japan. Yeah, it's going to be a, a, another fun episode. If you haven't listened to the previous one, make sure you do, because uh, we did get pretty deep about um, some of the... Quite a lot of stuff. So, some, of the, some of the on the on the ground experiences that Sam's had, and uh, we got to understand a little bit more about what it's really like in Japan. Mm. We're going to do the same again today, but we're going to get into a bit more weird and wacky stuff. So uh, if you like what you hear, tell a friend and stuff, and um, we'll, we'll jump into we'll it. We'll jump into it, yeah. Fab. Let's do a podcast. Let's do a podcast. In three, two, one. Wait, we don't need to do that. We're in person. We're in person. In person. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> YouTube? Yep. Okay. We're just going to change it? Sure. Just dive in. I'm still here. Sam's still here. And we've got much more to talk about as well. Yeah. Um, mysteriously, my drink has filled up. Yeah, well, I don't know how that happened. Maybe... We stopped recording from the last episode and we refilled the drinks. Don't. <laughs> Don't break the immersion. Don't. Don't pull the curtain back. <laughs> they can never know. Um, yeah, so we, if you haven't listened to the last episode or watched the last episode, uh, make sure you do. Check um, it, it was good, yeah. We got deep and personal about all kinds of Japan law that we didn't really uh, plan to get into. Yeah, definitely not. It kind of went off the cuff into quite serious... Discussion yeah. and look at yeah, but it was good. Flaws of we got to sort of hear Sam's experiences of daily life yeah. in Japan, what it's really like on the ground. What and it feels like to actually be out there in person. Yeah, yeah. it was good. So nice. Uh, this episode, we're going to continue to that discussion, but we're going to talk more about the weird, the wacky, the wonderful parts of Japan. Side of Japan. Yeah, we decided that what we need to do is really hit that our algorithm. So, uh, <laughs> We thought, well, what's the best way to get quick clicks? Uh, weird stuff in Japan. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seems to work every time. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. And, you know, we'll probably go off piece and probably talk about some other stuff as well. Yeah. But let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's dive in. So, I have a question for you to start off. Okay, all right. All right okay. <laughs> and that's, um, we talked a bit about stereotypes last time mm. and what kind of things um, that you maybe have seen about Japan that maybe aren't true. Mm. Um has there ever been anything that you've seen maybe on Twitter or Facebook or on a documentary that is about Japan and is very strange and you've thought, wow, that's a bit bizarre. And then you've just kind of left it. You haven't read up extra on it or you've not followed up. That's tricky because we do talk a lot and yeah. usually I'll ask you things and I'll get you to sort of explain stuff. But um, so, so there's not nothing that I haven't learned more about and I think I have a better grasp on, but it's worth bringing up. Um, okay. Something that comes to mind in particular is, I'm not going to remember the uh, Japanese word for it. Um, do you want to try and guess it? Oh, Hikakamori. Hikakamori. Right. So yeah. Hikakamori being people who are not in uh, education yeah. uh, or, or training. It's like this shut-in, stay-at-home. Shut-in, stay-at-homes, that whole thing. Like, you know... So, if you've ever watched anime, there are quite a few that sort of demonstrate this and sort of show this in different ways. Yep. Um, I think there's been documentaries, Definitely. quite a few documentaries about uh, this sort of thing going on. And um, I still find it really hard to grasp that idea that this goes on. Yeah. That so many people can just be like, I choose to just stay at home. Yeah. It just, it just feels very dystopian, almost like otherworldly. Like this is a, a, you know, like Ready Player One. 
Yeah. That sort of vibe. Mm, so I have a question for you to start off. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> and that's, um, we talked a bit about stereotypes last time mm. and what kind of things um, that you maybe have seen about Japan that maybe aren't true. Mm. Um, has there ever been anything that you've seen maybe on Twitter or Facebook or on a documentary that is about Japan and is very strange and you've thought, wow, that's a bit bizarre. And then you've just kind of left it. You haven't read up extra on it or you've not followed up. That's tricky because we do talk a lot and usually I'll ask you things and I'll get you to sort of explain stuff. But, um, so, so there's not nothing that I haven't learned more about and I think I have a better grasp on, but it's worth bringing up. Um, something that comes to mind in particular is I'm not going to remember the, uh, Japanese word for it. Um, do you want to try and guess it? Oh, Hikakamori. Hikakamori. Right. Yeah. Hikakamori being people who are not in uh, education uh, or or training. It's like this shut-in, stay-at-home. Shut-in, stay-at-homes, that Mm -hmm. whole thing. Like, you know, if you've ever watched anime, there are quite a few that sort of demonstrate this and sort of show this in different ways. Yep. Um, I think there's been documentaries, quite a few documentaries about uh, this sort of thing going on. And... um, I still find it really hard to grasp that idea that this goes on. Yeah. That so many people can just be like, I choose to just stay at home. Yeah. It just, it just feels very dystopian, almost like otherworldly. Like this is a a site, you know, like ready player one. Yeah. That sort of vibe Mm. where it's just everyone's plugged in. Everyone's plugged in. Disengaged with reality. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's reached a point where, and, and, and this is, it's very, it's usually the case that these people, the reason they've ended up in this situation or part of the reason is that they don't need to go to work. They have, they are mm. funded by parents or they are funded yeah. in some way, whatever it may be. So they have they, some sort of an allowance to, yeah, so that they don't have to do that. And it's that yeah. idea. And I guess there was a Black Mirror episode where it's just a case of you go to work and you do the, the biking to, to oh, charge everything yeah. and that idea where the society the points, is, right? Yeah, yeah. Society is so autonomous that really jobs have become a bit obsolete. Mm. Um, and, you know... That's well, I think with with, Hike, with Hikekomori, a mm. lot of K's in that word, a yeah. bit difficult. Um, the reason that it comes about is because those who choose to become Hikekomori have been disillusioned with either the Japanese education system or with the idea that they have to go and become this drone at work. So have you got like six-year-olds doing this? Um, not really. Uh, it's usually... right, right. That was that was an absolute joke, but the way you hesitated there. <laughs> how young do... Does how, it start? Talking? Yeah, because I figured this was like an adult decision. It, often you'll find it at high school age. That's usually the first time it happens. So, so... It generally, kids will... And a lot of the kids... Maybe it's because they've stood out in a way that maybe isn't beneficial. Maybe they're maybe a bit overweight or maybe they've got maybe educational learning problems and they're okay. not performing in a way and they get bullied by their peers and they choose instead of going and suffering through this bullying because Japanese kids can be absolutely brutal. Well, we, we talked a little bit about this last, last time, last time yeah. about the bullying culture and mm. uh, work workplace bullying and yeah. things like that. If, if you stand out, then you are kind of bullied either back into line or bullied to the point where you are just kicked from the group. Okay. And in this case, uh, one of the coping mechanisms that some people use is to, is to just shut, shut, shut off and okay. become a kakamori. And a lot of the time, 
parents will understand this in terms of they understand how harsh it can be to be this outsider and get Okay, that. so that was my next question. The parental involvement. Often it's because it's better for the parent, for the, their child to either live at home with them and they just keep on raising them and giving them food, giving them food and paying an allowance. And They're stuff. not a hamster. Like, well, it's almost basically turns into that like because it's better for the parent rather than have their kid go to school and or go to cause them issues yeah and cause them shame and not be oh right so it's a it's a closet child it's like you're an embarrassment i'm not gonna i'm I'm gonna allow you to do this because otherwise because it brings shame on me in the family well maybe not every single case but do in the Majority of cases. In a stereotypical kind of case? Is it a stereotype? I wouldn't say maybe a stereotype. Do you think it is common? I think it is fairly common. There's a lot of people who are neat and who don't engage with um, regular schooling. And it is because they... So, but are you... I, but I mean, it, the, the stereotypical part, the, the, the bit I'm trying to... About the way that the parents yeah. are shameful. I think it's unfortunately quite true. Yeah. Um, and again, Do you think it's, it's a reasonable quite, assumption? I think it is a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Um, Based on what you know of people. Of, yeah, of people. And, um, yeah, but I've okay. seen, um, and I've just spoken to people, um, co-workers whose children have taken this path. Really? Okay. And their child, even as young as nine, who has decided that they don't like... So is education not compulsory? Um, yes and <laughs> yes and it's isn't that the problem then <laughs> you you have to go to school mm-hmm. and if you don't attend school the school will uh bring home mm-hmm. and then if they ring home and uh check the parents and they say oh well he doesn't want to come what sometimes happens is that the teacher from the, sh- the school will go to the house mm-hmm. and say oh can i come and see little jim little jim <laughs> little takadu or whatever yeah, his name is. yeah. Um, and then the teacher will chat to them and say, hey, you should come back. It'll be better when you come back. But they don't... It seems that the teacher doesn't really do much outside of ticking a box, oh, I went to see them. And they still said they didn't want to come back. You, you don't force them to come back. No. There's no fine. There's no legal ramifications. Like in, no, in the, the UK, UK parents, you're fined. And you're fined and you will... Parents can go to prison if, if, it, if, don't go. if they are, for no reason, keep like, yeah. you know stopping their... Children. Social services will get called. Yeah. And, and this is something that... It's uh, incredibly, you know robust system for like trying to keep kids in education it's all to support the children and to make sure that they are okay Mm. but in this roundabout way social services doesn't really get involved in that aspect of things Mm. and the parents would rather again not bother people and just oh if the kid's happy staying at home playing video games and eating junk food then we'll just keep them at home and And we said we weren't going to get onto it but it's that idea of conformity isn't it it's out of sight out of mind exactly and worryingly this happens a lot and it's yeah it is quite strange and a bit bizarre to think about um, so many people who just choose not to engage with the country that they're in but it's a systematic issue Um, it's a bit weird okay so let's move on from that that was a a nice little delve and somehow ended back (laughs) on on last episode yeah Um, right what would you say then are some of the weird and wacky things like there's obviously so easy one to start off with is going to uh, Akihabara in Tokyo, which mm. is the, the super geek nerd mecca. Okay. Where there's big anime posters on the sides of skyscrapers. There's arcades around every corner. Okay. And for me, the weirdest part of that 
place is, is that, that you don't live there. Is that I don't live in Happy Harbour and I can't just go there every day. I would be broke, flat broke in like no time. It's I expensive. Just, uh, no, it's expensive. It's just that I would make poor financial decisions if I went to that place. Yeah, I'd no, but I mean, yeah. I, figures. <laughs> I, I could quite easily see. I mean, if that was in the in the West, like that would be probably ten times the price. I imagine. Oh yeah. Because just shipping it in. And like, no, no, I just mean extortion. <laughs> I mean, it's just like strange extortion. Like, well, you know, any sort of popular attraction is going to be is mm. if it's sought after, it goes up in prices. Yeah. You know, it's just commerce. I think I imagine because it's such a part of the culture, it's probably reasonable. It's reasonably like, priced. Like all the arcades, most machines are like one to three hundred yen a pop, um, which is probably about like just uh, like under a pound. Okay, uh, like if you're putting a hundred yen into a machine, that's about sixty p. Yeah, okay, and you get a full free play. And the the claw machines out there are much more generous with their, ah, good, yes. their prizes yeah. and money. And you can call for help and get people to move stuff to make it easier for you. Oh, really? As well, if you do a little sumimasen, then uh, <laughs> someone can come over and reset the box to be easier to grab or push out and stuff. Oh. That's great. That's really nice. But but the weirdest thing about that place, it's great in so many other ways. Yeah. Um, But the weird and wacky thing that kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit there is the maid cafes. Okay. It's the fact that there are... And there's lots of themed cafes, and themed cafes are more popular in the UK now. Like, you get dog cafes and frog cafes and rabbit cafes. But the... Wait, what? What? Dog cafes? Frog cafes. And... Rabbits cafes. What do you mean... Like, just you go in and there's a dog there and you can pet the dog shop. Oh, yeah. No, we have those here now, though. Yeah, that's what I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, that, oh, right. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I drifted. But in terms of these maid cafes, yes. it is young Japanese girls who are dressed up in a traditional... Of legal age? I would hope so, but I, I have heard stories that sometimes maybe not. Okay. Because it's like a part-time job, so they don't... And they're not serving alcohol. So in the so some of these establishments, you can get maid-themed adult bars where obviously they are of age. Mm. But for this example, it is a um, young Japanese girls dressed mm. up in um, basically fetish clothing, inviting you in to have coffee yeah. and maybe a, a, a snack or some lunch. Yeah. And they speak in a really cutesy way. They call you master and they speak like they're in an anime. And it is just... When you see this in an anime show, even if you don't understand Japanese fluently, like you kind of get it. You f- it makes sense because it's a cartoon. When you hear that exact same line being said by a real flesh and blood human being, yeah, in a cutesy little voice, and then they're drawing little love hearts on your omelet and calling you master, um, it just it, it I almost die of secondhand embarrassment. Just kind of like yes. Thing. Like when they approach, and they they will approach you on the street. They will come up mm. to you to give you a flyer, and yeah. they'll do the, the whole little cutesy song and dance, and they'll tilt their head to the side, and they'll do, and it just feels wrong, bad. Like you know when there was that one kid in your class who would like pretend to be Goku, and, and everybody would kind of laugh at them as he like does his Kamehameha and stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. me. It was, it was, it was you. It was, I know. I, 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 it was I, a traumatic time. I was waiting for the moment I was going to say that was you, <laughs> but like. Seeing somebody do that mm. is a bit kind of like, ooh, that's a bit weird. Is it? Oh, I mean, when you're young. I think that's, I think that's um, some, and I think that's some personal <laughs> Just get, stuff you're involved in. No, I think that's some, something you're dealing with because I wouldn't have said so. I think that's fine. Well, I, guess, I guess you get kids jumping around being Spider-Man as well. So well, I, 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 For me, it was Power Rangers. It was James Bond. Like, the amount of times I played Spy and sort of, like, no, I think, I think you know, 
Imagination, kids, it's fine. Fair play. Okay, but now imagine that in the body of like uh, a young teenager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah. mm. and obviously the other thing about that is that the clientele are often. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say it, the clientele are often people that don't have girlfriends or would find it difficult to get girlfriends. Maybe they're socially awkward, socially awkward. Maybe they're a bit overweight and they yeah. go to this place, I guess, to kind of get that affection. Okay. So in, in around, yeah, without offending anyone, it, it's just people who for one reason or another want some attention, feel they feel they want attention and they, 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 for some reason don't have the confidence or haven't had luck with women or, yeah. uh, partners I mm. guess um, okay yeah I mean I have to say I would never have known about these cafes before I knew you yeah. I wouldn't say these were one of these misconceptions that people have because for most people <laughs> we don't know they exist they don't know they exist this is dark side this, of this, this is uh, you open people's minds with this kind of stuff you know we were Hello, talking welcome. to someone the, the, earlier today and you know they'd never heard of these yeah. cafes and I think yeah it's a very unusual situation and I would love to learn more like I'm not saying you need to sort of just because I don't know how much welcome you know. to my new lecture yeah, exactly right? series about made cafes and but I'd love to know more about like how they started like when was the first made cafe great and, question and like did what, it start from an innocent place and did it then get corrupted as time went on or like yeah like what was what, what was the initial mentality I guess it must have been like, right, there are lots of lonely people. They might want some company. Let's have a place where they can come in, have a coffee. And you know what? Instead of just going back and serving the next person, we'll sit with them and have a chat. Yeah. Just literally company. You know, like we have, and uh, not to sort of put the people, the customers down even more, but over, over in this country, we'll have numbers you can phone for elderly people who live on their own and things yeah. like that if they need someone to talk to. So that whole concept doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Somewhere you can go, have a chat. You know, we have charities and stuff. Let's put them in fun outfits as well. So, you know, it may make sense. Well, that, that's you know, the next step, nice, isn't uh, it? That's when it's out. like, well, okay, okay, these are the clientele we're getting. What do these people generally like? Are they like the an- the anime yeah. the animes the animes and they, they like the animes the the mangas and, and the, the mangas and, yeah. and mates they're like mates they mates I don't know why but they really really like the yes. mates yes. too much and if they don't <laughs> they will soon they will soon yeah oh. yeah it'd be really interesting to sort of learn more about that okay, okay. so made cafe is definitely a big one big weird one um, weird and wacky what do you think what, do, what else I mean like okay here's, here's one that I think everyone not everyone, but loads of people will have uh, an idea about Japan. Yes. Is the cosplay. Yeah. It's the okay. walking down the street mm-hmm. and you're seeing all different kinds of people. Everyone's unique. Everyone's got pink hair, blue hair, high heels, wool, different so outfits. So let's get into that then. In terms of cosplay, do you mean cosplay at conventions or do you mean daily cosplay? Daily cosplay. People out and in, in just walking down the streets. Okay. Um, that's kind of... A misconception. Yeah. That is a very, very, like, it is unlikely in the city that I live in, I live in Kobe, mm. that um, you would see just on your daily commute, even in the city centre, mm. somebody in full-on cosplay. About as likely here? Probably, yeah. yeah. So, it, so, so, so it's just not a thing? Not really. Um, unless you're going to Tokyo. Now, in Tokyo, if you go to the Shibuya area or to uh, Harajuku, mm. which is like the, like the Stefani song. 
You've got sure. that weird style. Yes. I love, I love Gwen Stefani. Maybe that's where my love for Japan came from. From she, Gwen Stefani? She's obsessed with it. Like, she's all, all her songs are about how much she loves going to the fashion district of Harajuku and, like, dressing up and, like, uh, those, those Jap- Japan girls have got the amazing style. If you're turning off now, that's fine. Um, she's a great artist. Just give her a chance. <laughs> Gwen Stefani. I think I know what that one song. What's the big song that... The Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. No! Hollaback Girl. Hollaback Girl, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, if you go to Harajuku... Yeah. Made famous by the Gwen Stefani song. Um, <laughs> I did. Thank you. You, was, <laughs> okay. yeah. you, uh, you find that this is the place where people will do their daily cosplays. Okay. Maybe not as anime or manga characters, but they'll go for a specific style. So, you've got... Yeah. Um, again, the Lolita style that we talked about earlier, mm. the frilly dresses and... Uh, Lolita grasshopper. So, so that's a... Big bang quote. Anyway, go on. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, the Lalita style, or you have people just was like... What's uh, Lalita? I don't know what these things are. So you don't have to go into too much detail. But Briefly, Lalita style, like kind of top hats, kind of Victorian era clothing. Oh, okay. Um, lots of frills and yeah. blacks. Um, gothic styles, you get uh, Gyaru, who like to have very tanned skin, long mm. nails, kind of very Americanized. And it's that area where you are more, most likely to see... Um, people just going around in these extravagant outfits. Okay. It's not something that you would find typically in um, your daily commute, especially in business-heavy areas or shopping areas. Yeah. Um, and definitely not if you start going out into more rural uh, areas. Like, obviously, if you're going to villages or towns, basically not a thing. It's non-existent. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of Tokyo-focused. Yeah, so Tokyo is the other thing. Like, I think... It's okay, just so, weird. No, no, no but, yeah, but it, it does seem to be that all of this extravagant stuff happens around Tokyo. Like yeah. it, and this is something that we spoke about earlier that I had no idea about, and just how dense Tokyo. I knew, I, I know it's a huge city. I know mm. that it's got one of the biggest populations in the world. Yeah. Is it the biggest populated city? I would imagine. I think it is the the largest populated city because it's. Japan's population is 125 million. Yeah. Tokyo, if we look at... Um, there's a really good map I saw on Twitter the other day. Um, it compares uh, the area of Greater London. Mm. Um, and then it shows Greater Tokyo basically taking up the entirety of um, the South and the Midlands. Like, Tokyo wow. is almost the same size as, like, half of England. <laughs> it's, I mean, and given England's South-North split, like... Mm. That's probably most of England. Yeah. Because, you know, the North is... is, is there's stuff there. There's stuff there. It's dotted around. But population-wise, yeah, it's very South-heavy. Or London-heavy, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. A, a brilliant moment for me was uh, when I went on a holiday. The mm. moment I really decided that that's why I want to go to Japan. Uh, I climbed the Tokyo Skytree. Yeah. Which used to be the tallest building in the, the world. Skytree? Yeah. Okay. And at the very top, you get this 360 uh, view of the whole city. Is that the one that looks like the... Uh, Eiffel Tower. Uh, that's the Tokyo Tower. Oh, the okay. Red one. The yeah, sky the, red tree, one. the sky tree is kind of more like a cylinder. It kind of looks like the what's the tower in Seattle? Maybe the, oh, the fire thing. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 like um, the three sixty in Brighton, the big tower with the yeah. It's got like a, a, a globy bit on yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. And we got to the top, and you walk around it, and all you can see up to the horizon is city. City. Wow. And then. So it's to- Tokyo is so big that they have cities within the city. 
So, okay, Shibuya. yeah, so you've talked about like different districts and stuff. Yeah, so Shibuya, Harajuku, uh, going and to And I was Shinjuku. sort of like, okay, it's a bit weird, I'm not going to know where these places are, but they are so big that they are basically like little cities. Basically classified cities. If you they want have, to... Um, mm-hmm. Do they have different, like, I don't even want to know, this is a whole other thing, talking about like political and... Uh, like Go- governments, 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 governments. They'll have different governments yeah. for each of those uh, wards of Tokyo, yeah. they call them. Um, I think there's maybe 20 plus wards, maybe. But from, from the sky tree, you yeah. can see, um, like, the, I guess, residentially districts, which are quite flat. And by mm. flat, I mean they're still like three, four story houses. And then <laughs> yeah. suddenly, you'll just see this big spring up of skyscrapers. Okay. And they will be grouped together in one area. And then it goes back to being quite flat mm. and then another big group like pop up and then you see like the big government building and then you see the uh the tokyo tower and it's just that's crazy man it's insane and then i'm just start... trying to fathom that that distance of city and again it just feels dystopian it feels like a world where blade runner or yeah exactly like, everyone's, yeah. everyone's crammed into as much space as possible and they're building up because they can't so see like half half the population over half the population of Japan is in Tokyo? Probably not half. What did you say? 125, 125 million? million. I think maybe 50 to 60 million people have died. Okay, so I, but it's pushing up. I'd have to, I'd have to fact check the actual numbers, but yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, a lot. Um, a lot. And when you're there and you're looking at it, you suddenly just get hit with this wave of... Like, like, insignificance? Yeah, because it's just... That is so many people. Yeah, like, and you look down and you're like... Okay, so just... I can count maybe... That must be at least 50 buildings and... All of them are apartment blocks. So that's going to be at least per building is going to be maybe 50 people. Yeah. And suddenly you're just, your mind just melts because it's yeah. just the sheer quantity of living people in this setting. You know, something completely random, and I don't know whether people will want to hear about this and talk about this, but something keeps coming up on TikTok. Is this, um, is it Saudi Arabia or somewhere that are doing these, this line city? Line City? Yeah, have you not seen it crop up? No. I'm, I'm probably going to like give all the wrong information, but basically it's one of these, it's a bit of a PR stunt uh, for like um, one of their new eco-cities. Okay. Uh, and it's basically hundreds of miles of uh, vertical cities between two giant reflective um, walls mm-hmm. and the cities are built in vertically in tiers and they are built in almost um have you seen in time no i wish you watched that at some point that's a cool film and um, they're b- built in sort of like communities uh little so the one where they got the towns. time on their hands and they can buy yes. stuff with it yeah, yeah, yeah. just in timberlake yeah ah. yeah i've not seen it but it, it looks good ah. i'm impressed you knew that no I, I love that film it's cool um it's a cool concept yeah, it's a really cool concept. That is a mind. Um, well, I'm moving on. I should watch yeah, it. Yeah. Um, anyway, this, this is basically a project for 2030. Like they're, they're supposedly building it. They're actually going to um, try I've, it. I've also seen people just pull it apart and say, this is not how cities are built. We've had so many things like this that people have tried to do. It doesn't work because cities happen, happen organically. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. But basically, it's just a really... I don't really know where I'm going with this, by the way. But it was, it's just a really... It was, they've got this whole video, and we can watch it at some point. Well, mm-hmm. I'll show you it later. And everything was just built, purpose-built in these little blocks of community, and everything was in walking distance, so you could travel from one end to the other in such a short amount of time. Okay. I'm imagining Tokyo, not like that, obviously, that's a very specific situation, but just that's that's where the futurism comes from. Because if, mm-hmm. you, if you've got a city that big, and this is where, like, 
time for transport and travel is so important because you've yeah. got a population of a country there. And you need to shift them around. You to need to places. Everyone needs to move around. As possible. And it just makes me question, like, obviously that started at some point. Yeah. And for it to grow that big... No, like nobody said stop. <laughs> yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody said stop. Well, what, nobody said let's do it somewhere else. What's really interesting is that it's actually fairly modern. So yeah. during the Second World War, yeah, Tokyo was uh, Tokyo was still for the majority of places still made of wooden houses, and it was firebombed by the Americans. That's crazy. So Tokyo was frequently getting hit with these firebombs that just would wipe out entire neighborhoods mm. and just decimate um, the buildings. And so once the war was over and they started to recover. Um, they took a leaf out of America's book, basically, and started to build concrete and started to build up and build, bringing these high rises. Yeah, yeah. So these have only really existed since the end of the 40s. So 50, 50, 70-odd years worth of building has led to this. So if there's one thing Japan does excel in, it's infrastructure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like There was somewhere that was building, like, was it Japan that did the railway through the mountains and stuff? As in, like, who, like, the first people to do it? Or? No, I don't know. I was watching, I think, I think it was Jeremy Clarkson. Was it Top Gear? They went somewhere. And that's that's also, like, some of my... Stereotypes about Japan come yeah, from. Yeah, is, is top yeah. Yeah, shows, shows like Top Gear where they go and visit places. Although they are pretty good. I like I like Top Gear when they go, they do the, the, the other countries. They're really mm-hmm. sort of, they'll get, they'll speak to the natives and they'll sort of, some of it's a bit stereotypical, but you yeah. see it on camera, like, as they do it, they're traveling they're from one place. It. It's, it's, um... It's raw. It's yeah. not. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, I don't know there was so, they, they were talking about. Um, they had no. It was a country. I don't know if it was Japan or it was somewhere else. They had no trains up until like the eighties. It was. And probably, then they, it was probably Japan because and then they had the most trains ever and like had the best. It was, it was just like a, the quickest transformation. Yeah. Well, what happened with Japan was they got the um, so the country was sealed and closed for the longest time. No one, no one comes in, no one goes out. The borders are shut. And how? Why? Because isolationism. Uh, this, this was back in like the 1800s. Like oh, right, okay. So from, from the 1500s to the 1800s, Japan yeah. was shut. So they just had samurais around the border. Just, yeah, just, just, you know, just a big line. That, yeah. was like, that was the job. Like, it's, like, 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 like Tyson's. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but then what happened was America turned up with very big gunboats <laughs> and said... Open the door. <laughs> they or we will shoot. And Japan went, okay. Yes. And so what they then did is they sent a, a, what's called the Iwakura mission. Was They sent 50 uh, scholars and um, and other people to America to try and renegotiate some terms. Because Japan was very coal rich. That's why America wanted in. And so they got screwed in the deal because okay. America had bigger guns. Yes. And so what then happened was this mission of people travelled across America and then through Europe and basically stole as many ideas as possible nice. from other countries. And the goal... That is, is, a, is that a movie? I hope. That I hope needs so. to be a movie. It would be so good, right? And basically what they did is in every place they went, they got treated to all the culture. They got to go into uh, theatre houses and listen to orchestras and mm-hmm. go to the libraries and see how the trams worked and the trains and the transport systems and the factories. And they were most impressed with Britain. Because they yeah. they looked at Britain, who well, had just kind of kicked into the industrial revolution, yeah. and they went, "Okay, we want all of this in Japan because that's the fastest way for us to catch up." Yeah, and so they got back to Japan and they went, "Okay, here's our ten year plan. We need to be in ten years time. We need to be able to be one of the biggest powers in the world." Yeah, and so they did, and then that's when they brought the trains, and that's probably where all the trains came into it, and that's why they started to modernize the entire country. 
especially Tokyo. And that's probably See, why this is why we this is this is why you're here. This is why this, is why this works because you've got sh- stuff like that just like lying in the back of your mind. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad um, I get to use it instead of just like sitting on it. No, it, it's, that's that's fascinating, and that should be a movie. You could just I could just picture like following a couple of these guys as they experience. It could even, even the entire outside. Yeah, world. like it could be an, even like. Um, a, 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 a Shaw Squazy what's his name Scorsese Scorsese okay. it definitely could he, Scorsese's touched Japan before as well he's done he's touched uh, Japan he's touched yeah he's touched Japan every yeah, but you know, you know um, maybe not maybe not him but the, the, you know like Snatch and Lockstock those films where they do multiple perspectives yeah just jumping between different people like going off and exploring different things and then sort of coming back to sort of culminate in this sort of like right this is our plan this is what and, we do and, and then it's like you don't, you don't show anything it finishes with like you sort of saying, okay, this is our information. This is where we need to go. And then the credits roll and you just know that like, that is then the future of Japan. Like, it's like, oh yeah, it's cool. damn right. So when, when are you uh, directing this? When, when are you bankrolling? It's 2025 actually. Yeah. And uh, if you want, we're fundraising on the uh, website below. Check our fundraiser yeah. in the description. Yeah. Well, it's, no, it's, there's no, there's nothing there. There's no fundraiser. It's all good. I'll just stick a random link. <laughs> just link to the Okura Mission Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Fantastic. Well, I think that's a quite nice place to yeah. cap off. I do as well, yeah. Awesome. Uh, awesome that's crazy, awesome man. That's happening. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have to explore that a bit more. Uh, another time but absolutely um, thank you all for listening thank you um, so much if you um, want us to keep talking about Japan then um, let us know and we will probably do that because he's going to enjoy it <laughs> I do I definitely I like to be able to just splurge about Japan because I, yeah. I, I appreciate it so much um, but if you like what you heard hit the like button and um, give us a nice yeah subscribe maybe maybe please review. smash that subscribe button guys you know you want you to it. Okay. I did um, the thing tell a friend <laughs> Let them know, and they can watch and listen and sort of solve. Maybe you can learn something. Who'd have thought that from? Yeah, two? and this is education with Sam. Education about Japan. Da, 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 da. See you later. Bye. <laughs>